now from Grid Square Echo Mike 48. This is 100 watts and a wire. All right, good morning, good morning. Bring him on up in here. Hello, hello, it's Christian, and welcome to 100 watts and a wire, our uh, Saturday morning, or whenever you may be listening to the podcast. We appreciate you uh, being here, and I'm joined this morning, as usual, with our friend Steve. And I think if I. Uh, take him off the mute he'll be able to speak it's a good to have the power of the mute especially with this bunch that hangs out with us good morning steve good morning christian and good morning everyone well this is a this is going to be an interesting uh, show here because it's kind of uh you know this is a ham that posted on our facebook group essentially saying i i don't think this is what i signed up for and steve and i are going to um look at the post Many people have uh, contributed to it and um, given their opinions of it, and uh, it's it's around Ray's post, and we'll talk about that in just a little bit. You know, I uh, I got my second COVID shot, Steve. Let's try something here. This is a different view for the people. Maybe a little too close, still a little brush burn across the forehead, but you know, I uh, was trying to save the uh, mayor from a shark attack, uh, catfish, I mean, because we're out here in the middle of the country. Anyway, so not to, I, I just like the more real estate, the better. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, if you're new uh, to the channel or first time seeing the show, uh, put new in the chat. I, I would really like to meet you. If we haven't met, my name is Christian. Call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. And this is Steve, Whiskey 7 United Delta India. W7 UDI, famous ham. Everybody's Elmer, Uncle Steve. Anywho. Uh, so yeah, let us know if you're new here. We'd uh, we'd like to meet with you. And the chat room is is very friendly, very friendly. Be nice. So anyway, I uh, got my second COVID shot on Sunday morning. I went out there skipping, man. I went out there heel clicking. I was like, click click, look at this. And by the afternoon, I started feeling really sleepy. And I was like, oh, sleepy. And I started feeling a little achy. Eighteen hours after no. the second COVID shot, I finally sort of pulled up from this uh feeling i was having uh, i was actually i was super excited i'm glad it's all done but man it was about 18 hours and and i think you told me and many other people are like this thing will affect you differently and than other people my wife yep. weighs about a buck five right she's a former professional ballet dancer for pete's sakes one of the strongest people i know but medicine and anything like that can really affect somebody with a light weight we you know right makes sense She's fine gardening. I don't know. And my my old Polish blood was like, "What? Oh, what are you doing?" Uh, my muscles, like, "Oh, dude, lay down, man, lay down, man." But we're all done. We got it done. And you're yeah, early. That's been the interesting uh, concept, uh, yeah, with everyone reacting differently. And uh, I saw it early on because I was part of the uh, first groups to to get the shot and seeing it within with coworkers and how they were affected. It. Uh, it it was interesting the especially the younger uh folks seemed to have it uh a harder time than us older uh people and i just kind of went well there's a difference i drank out of the garden hose when i was a kid mm-hmm. and, uh, but i don't know it, it's just you know everybody's different uh you know you hear the war stories about the, all the effects and and uh with the covid shot but don't stop you from uh going out and getting it it's uh yeah get on we, we can get on back to life <clears throat> that's what i'm looking yeah. forward to 
I just want to go out Ham fest. And eat. We need to go ham back fest to Hamfest. Gatherings, yep. and it's not even a political mm-hmm. thing. This is not a political in, platform. We just we just want to get back to normal. club meetings. Uh, let's go. Field day's coming around the corner, so that's... A field day. And yeah. that reminds me, a couple weeks yeah. before that is our tune-up, and probably next week... Bring tune-up. We have our uh, prizes and things like that to give away. What I want to do now is I want to get on to this post, and uh, everybody, be cool. Now, we're going to we're gonna get into the post and talk about it a little bit and uh, try to help Ray, right? I'm pretty new to the hobby, but it seems I'm missing something. Is there more to this than making contacts around, and I get them, and get them in your log, or listening to people tell you what you're doing wrong? This isn't what I thought. I was getting into. I enjoyed the Calm Academy, which was very nice last weekend, really well attended and done well. And first time it's been international. I did a piece mm-hmm. on that for uh, Amateur Radio Newsline this week. That's a side thing. Um, Ray continues, but it's not something you use all the time. Thank goodness for that. I must be missing the big picture. Now, let me just start off with you, Steve, and then we're going to go off into the responses. So without you and I going on a rant too much, uh, the things that we might want to say might be already listed below. 110 right. comments. We won't be able to get to them. And the, but the post reach, you can see there, 3.2 thousand people there. Uh, 3,200 people had seen this post. And any, uh, what, what comes to mind when uh, you see something like this, Steve? Uh, the first thing is, what were you expecting? Uh, what was your expectations into the hobby and what do you want to achieve? Uh, what do you want to get out of it? We all come into the hobby for myriad of different reasons. And, um, and then, and then what is that reason? Some people want to do more kit building or they want to do building of, or, or, or get in the technical aspect of it. Others want to just get on the air and make contacts. Um, what do you want out of it, Ray? And then, then you you go from there, and then then you have us help you achieve that. And uh, so, I I understand your frustrations. You get into the hobby. Um, I know uh, we we speak about it a lot, and we make you know we paint the the hobby a big flowery. Uh, that hey, this is a great hobby. Come on in, but we all come into it with our own expectations and we see the hobby through our lenses of our eyes and um so i i appreciate your post and i like you know i i understand your frustration but it's lacking a little bit of what do you want to try to get out of it and then what can we do to help you achieve that Let's see uh, what some of the people said, because Ray may give us some insight as we go along here. And lots of people did comment on that. And I was reading through these posts, and I really appreciate everyone in the 100 Watts and Wire community on Facebook not attacking. They were kind of uh, looking at it from a different perspective, which was nice. Robert asked, what about ham radio interests you? This is sort of what uh, Steve has mentioned a little bit here, too. What are your expectations of the hobby? Ray comes back and says, I was involved in CB for many years and I enjoy talking with people, but that doesn't seem to be the focus around here, which would, around here seems to be a little bit more uh, ham radio, not so much the, <laughs> the group he's talking to. There's some replies here. Let me open them up too. And uh, please put your comments in, in below because I think these could be valuable, uh, you know, in post after the show too, and we won't be able to get mm-hmm. to everything like that. 
Uh, so let's see. Um, Robert replies, there's plenty of folks that like to rag chew. You got to get out there and find them. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, that's the uh, that, and, and I agree with that. There is a lot less rag chewing these days than there is back in the day, um, which seemed to be a little more um, prevalent. Nowadays, more people are into the, I just want to make the contact, get in, get out. Five, nine, thank you, bye. And they're interested in just putting wallpaper on the wall, you know, getting their their worked all states, uh, DXCC, whatever awards they're looking for. And so I, I understand your frustration there, Ray. And uh, come on, let's get on 20 meters. You and I can have a nice long yeah, right. chat. We can figure it all out. Uh, so uh, Robert also <laughs> says get on some two-meter nets, repeaters in your area. Let's go on down a little bit. Uh, Joe, a new voice said, I spin the dial and talk to anyone out there. Again, now this is an interesting one because some people are, I guess, what you call introverted. Maybe they don't set up and call CQ, that sort of thing. Some people yeah. are. Steve's very outgoing, and I sometimes listen on the net. If there's an, a lull in the net, I'm like, uh-oh. But it doesn't seem to matter to a guy like Steve or what what may be considered an extrovert because Steve will just sit there and park and bark until somebody calls back and not everybody's built that way. Um, so that's, just, that's just a point, but I, I understand. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dudley says the focus around here is educational. This is a discussion where people ask a lot of questions. So the contributions here are used commenting on technology and practices of amateur radio. That's why everyone is giving advice. So, yeah, I guess he read that the same way I read it. It's not so much the group. Uh, mm -hmm. Around here, I think he meant um, ham radio in general. And this is not not attack on Ray either. And I don't think you, you'll find that here. Uh, Jason says, if you're looking to talk to people, consider the digital modes. Um, I don't know a ton about that, but uh, yeah, it's just another layer. What we're seeing here, Steve, is different layers of mm -hmm. the hobby. You know, different things that you can kind of get into. You know, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. There's uh, a myriad of uh, of layers in this hobby and uh, modes, and uh, and there's also the uh, the technical side of it where you you get into building and uh, developing things. It's um, you know I I like to throw together some antennas here and there, HF wire antennas because they're easy and they're fun to do, and uh, experiment with that um, of building repeater systems I've done for a long, long time. And, uh, and I enjoy doing that, putting systems together and, uh, and believe it or not, I don't particularly like to operate on it. I, I mean, I'll talk on it, but I don't, I'm not super active on that part. I, I have more fun being active on HF, but I enjoy that aspect of the hobby, you know, personally is the building and, uh, assembling systems and then i enjoy the part of just rag chewing and uh and then you know having a, a cup of coffee <laughs> and it and we're in the ham radio coffee shop so yeah that's all fine uh, with Jeff, me i got but, coffee uh, i need might need to top it off let's see let's see what else is going oh, on yeah we, we got our uh, ron says you need you know, uh to find a niche that interests you whether it's cw antenna building finding people to rag chew all true and Ray says, I guess I'm struggling with the fact that I don't know what I don't know. We're going to have to have and Ray okay. on here to talk about. Yeah, that you is know, Ray, really that's, all right. That's okay. We we all started not knowing everything. And I, 40 plus years, I still don't know everything. 
I don't know anything about all the new digital modes. I just haven't delved into that because it's hasn't been a, a real interest, but, um, and it's okay. It's, uh, it's an adventure. This whole thing is we're, we're just exploring and, uh, and what's neat about the hobby is it's so diverse and, uh, you know, and, and you, you don't figure it all out. Like that's the whole thing. No. I think when I got in involved in it early, it was, I need to know what antenna to buy. I need to know what radio I, sh you know, it was like, tell me everything I need to do and get and get now. I'll just, can I do mm -hmm. it? And this isn't one of those things where it's like, you're going to buy the best this and you're going to be fine. Just buy this and you'll be all right. It's, um, it's, it's a lot different than that. And it takes, you know, that time. It, it takes time. I mean, you've already said it. You like, you know, when, when you're in their CB days, <clears throat> you'd like that to just get together people rag chewing, having a good time. Everyone was just ha wanted to have a good time. Unfortunately, our whole society is kind of changing and our hobby here is a work kind of, you know, we're a part of society and, and unfortunately, as much as we try to keep society, the, the ugliness of society out of our hobby, it creeps in and we become part of that and it just kind of filters in and, th and that that's the frustrating we all deal with that with the rudeness on the on the air and and the garbage uh, but fortunately i kind of when you spin around the dial on hf you you know where the pockets of the knuckleheads are and you just kind of avoid it it's like it's like the neighborhood in your where you live you know this is the bad neighborhood and you really don't want to hang out over there you just kind of avoid it or you hang out there if you want to it's whatever you know floats your road all right let's but, go to here uh, I, it's i like this one from uh from james who's been uh with us for a long time this is a great uh, response amateur radio is what you make of it for yourself mm -hmm. don't let anyone tell you what you should or should not do do you like building things build stuff do you like being outdoors go portable do you like talking to people call cq rag chew or join a rag chew net do uh, some experimenting with computers. Try one or more of the dozen of digital modes out there. Do you like public service? Find a club that does communications for public events and bike races and marathons. There are hundreds of facets of this thing that we call amateur radio, and they're not all mutually exclusive. Uh, what you may end up liking may be a synergy of several things within the hobby. I mean, I don't Excellent. know if you can say it. Um, I don't know if you can say it any better than that. So there you go. But I, Awesome post, James. One thing it's important to know, uh, Ray, is that there is support. It's not like a, you need a support group here, but you actually have a support group here. And any hams that you'd run around with that are just sort of negative, clearly that's the wrong group of people. I, I haven't met a ton of hams that are like douches. You know what I mean? They're just... They're out there, like you said, they're out there. But generally, I think in this community here and the ham community in general, most people are really open to helping you. And if they don't make you feel welcome, then that's the red flag. There's so others it, that will. It's yeah, it's sort of like we're in a he's in a position where he wants to know more quickly and he wants to be in wherever he needs to be faster, kind of thing. And this is one of those things where you just need more time. You just need more time. You just can't get there. And then before you know it, you turn around and you've picked up a lot of information 
I listen uh-huh. a lot. I listen to um, the radio a lot. I'm not always operating, or I don't have time to put the butt in the chair to call CQ or or chase. Sometimes I like to chase for sure, but listening to some people, and you can tell who who knows their stuff. You know, I like the ones that are talking about antenna and height and length and propagation and how to build or even I heard a good one this uh, past week about uh, amplifiers you know what's your plate current and what you know like they were going into it three years ago four years ago I was not ready for that conversation you know I I didn't know Mm -hmm. plate current just tell me where to dial it what am I supposed to do what's too much don't put your hand in there it was it was that and then over time just like everything else you've you sort of build up an understanding and, and then there's people that that that's all they think amateur radio is supposed to be is all talking about um you know the technical aspect of our hobby like the going in deep into the uh, the plate into the plate current into the the amplifier and the and the antenna theory propagation and then there's the other side of it where you know a couple of guys are getting out there and they're just talking about whatever they're talking about it just some friends that are getting together and talking about just life in general. Right. And, um, and that's great. I, I, like you, I, there's times I'm out here in the shop, I'll leave the door open to the shack. I'll turn on the, the, the rig behind me here and, uh, find a, a QSO that the guys are going and I'll turn the volume up and walk back out into the main shop and, uh, and just let them, you know, rag chew or talk about whatever they're talking about. Um, mm-hmm. Or even, uh, well, when we had a lot of de-expeditions going on, I used to listen to uh, de-expeditions and uh, listening for people that I know that would work that station, and I hear their call. and uh, and Or just generally listen to how the, uh, the DX operator is operating. Um, so there's, there's a lot of aspects uh, of what's going on. And, um, and I know you're, you're a little confused frustrated ray and uh man you got a a lot of comments here and some great great support and we've all been through that we've always like what did i sign up for what why am i here what's what's it about but you you'll find your you know your niche through the hobby and what excites you and um and then uh what doesn't i mean there's aspects of the hobby i don't really have any interest in but i think it's cool because uh people are doing it and uh and that's the neat thing and if i got bored with say 20 meters sideband it's like well let me go work 17 or something or go to do cw or try digital modes or digital voice or go back to doing mesh networks or something like that there's all kinds of things we can do even atv that's that's another aspect i mean we kind of do it a little bit here on youtube but uh but you know amateur radio uh television is one aspect of the hobby and slow scan tv so there's there's a myriad of things we we can do in in this hobby here so what i'm what i'm seeing here you know and i'm just going to add this to it and then leave it there and encourage anybody who's watching this to leave your comments or comment in the chat uh for ray but i think you need to find your people like that's the whole thing when you get into life you know you need to find your people who you need to be hanging around and i think you've got a good group here um but the ham radio community you know 
So it's kind of whittle down what you're interested in and then find your people. And then when you find your people, it's like, wow, this is great. I found my people. It's so much yep. easier when you, you've got like minds around you. So, uh, Ray, thank you for the question. It was really um, well-received. I thought the people in the community, we can maybe even go back and look at it a little bit later, but we're going to go and do some news at the moment. But thank you for the post, and thank you for all you guys for staying positive with him because it, it, it that could have turned. In some places, that could have turned to, you know, put on a helmet. And that's not his people. Or, you can tell or, by the responses you, know, you found places, people. There's there's other places that would say, well, don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out. And that's, that's wrong. It's you, you came here for a reason and we want to keep you here because we enjoy you being here and we want to help you. And if there's, you know, frustrations and challenges along the way, let us know so we can, uh, you know, help you along and, uh, enjoy the hobby. But always remember it's your hobby and you enjoy it your way. Find your people find your people that's important we'll come back with two stories steve's coming to the chat to to find out what's going on in there we'll be right back in a land where we're all 20 over this is 100 watts and a wire the icom 705 is your perfect qrp companion as you have base station features and functionality at the tip of your fingers but it's in a portable package covering hf 6 meters, 2 meters, and 70 centimeters, this compact rig weighs in at 1 kilo, or just over 2 pounds. With RF direct sampling for most of the HF band, and IF sampling for frequencies above 25 megahertz. It's got that large 4.3 inch color touchscreen with live band scope and waterfall. And the perfect accessory for the IC705 is the optional backpack it's the LC192. It has a special compartment for the IC705 and room for accessories for soda activations or just a day in the park. Visit icomamerica.com amateur for more information on all ICOM radios. When in doubt, hang them high. This is 100 watts and a wire. All right, and welcome back to the show. This is the portion of the program where I invite my friends and my colleagues from Amateur Radio Newsline uh, to join me. And I have to say, we'll start with Karen. I'm, I know that you did comment on Ray's post, and you probably have something to add here. Uh, so the floor is yours. Oh, 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 wait a minute, Karen. I'm sorry. Let me go ahead and unmute you. Go ahead. You're ready. Okay, thanks. Yeah, uh, I was very struck by Ray's comment and felt bad that he was searching. I have to say, I've been a ham only since uh, 2014. I can't get enough of the choice. It's like being in a candy store. I, I bounce from one thing to another to another to another. I've, I've gone from DMR to programming my, uh, my dual bander to, to try to hit the ISS to uh, thinking about the day that I can go portable, which I still haven't been able to do, to wanting to operate mobile. My first love will always be DXing and the rack shoe and the nets and the special events. Those are my four cornerstones, but it's not going to stop with that. So, my goodness, there's so much choice. I just say, Ray, if you're watching or watching live or watching this on playback, just keep trying till you find something. You will find something or it will find you. Paul, equal time here, brother. What do you think? 
Uh, yeah, <coughs> exactly what she said. I've, I've been in this for 40, almost 44 years now. And I keep finding different things that, that are interesting. I've tried some stuff that not, you know, and even after 43 years, I'm still having problems getting antennas built that work. So, I mean, there's still things to learn. And I have learned in the past couple of years that since I've been part of the 12 Days of Christmas and most recently the Last Man Standing special event, what a blast that was. And that was nothing that I would ever had considered doing before. And then I was asked to do it. And it's like, oh, my God, this is great. So it keeps evolving. You keep finding new things. And I think really a key is to, like somebody said, find your tribe. Um, the, the 100 Watts group is overall very welcoming and very helpful and very friendly. And I think that, you know, we all agree that those people who don't play nice with others don't last there long and uh, if you have local hams that you have access to you may not but if you do if there's a club go meet other hams uh, in person because then you can go do things with a buddy and uh, I mean that was what for me I was lucky I, I had an I had an Elmer actually multiples uh, I belonged to a very popular club when I started back in the 70s and that really helps when you have a buddy to go do things with. But if you don't, then use virtual buddies. I mean, that's what we're here for. Right on. Well, thank you both for that. That's important. And Ray, look, you're getting some good advice here. So you may have found your people. Uh, two Stories is a feature where each week we pick two. One story is kind of a main story. Maybe you haven't heard about it or you should have heard about it. The second story maybe a lesser known story. Karen, what'd you come up with for the heavy hitter this week? Okay, the heavy hitter uh, stems from my love of QSL cards, so I picked this because it's remarkable. Uh, everybody, raise your right hand if you've ever waited for a really long time to get a QSL card. Uh, fellow, there you go. Uh, <laughs> I got one the other day, which I'm so happy to have, but this fellow uh, behind me in the light-colored shirt waited, uh, didn't know he was getting the QSL card. It is an 80-year-old QSL card, wow. um, and it's from his father, who is a silent key. Now, there's a story here. Uh, the person presenting the card to him is the uh, president of the Horseshoe Amateur Radio Club in Altoona, Pennsylvania. And the club came to possess the card from Byron Sell, who, that's the father, the silent key, W8VPF. Uh, the father of the fellow in the photo, Byron Sell, KB3CQX. And uh, the young Byron uh, grew up in the shack with his dad, <coughs> sharing the radio hobby. And dad passed a few years ago and Somehow, just recently, uh, on the 80th anniversary of this card being sent, the card shows up at the Amateur Radio Club and is given to the president, and he feels it should go rightfully to the son, and here he is presenting it. And here's a remarkable thing. The card uh, was sent to a ham in Michigan, and a note on the card says, that he's very happy to confirm the contact. He's a brand new ham, and he says, you are my first contact. Wow, that's crazy. Paul, you and I know nothing about being cool, but for me, we do know what cool is. How cool is yes. this? 
That is that is way cool. I mean, it, number one, it shows the generational nature of ham radio to a degree because there's there's been a number of stories over the years of uh, ham who discovered like the original radio that his father or grandfather had, or they found some old cards and things. So it it shows that you know radio can be a generational thing in a family, and it also shows that overall hams are a good bunch um that somebody thought about this and and figured out where to send the card and uh that the club then thought you know what the right thing to do is give it to his son and the fact that he's he's got it that it's it was his dad sent it to some some kid who was his first contact um that's very cool so i i love this story it was just a heart warmer karen as the editor of amateur radio newsline you're going through piles of stories from around the world how's it feel when you when you find something like this oh i jumped all over this i was so happy to see this again for my personal love of qsl cards because they're old-fashioned you can hold them in your hand you know somebody's handwriting is on it they personally wrote something to you i saw this and i said first thing is (laughs) this is going in the newscast and second thing is this is going on 100 watts in a wire it's just it's part of why i love the hobby it's the interconnectedness uh the qsl card is a perfect uh symbol of that and when it's from father to son and the father is a silent (coughs) key wow i'd put that thing under glass for sure yeah great story thank you for that one karen Moving to, to uh, number two, number two story here. Uh, I noticed, yeah, that was a little weird segue there. I apologize uh, for that, Paul. Uh, you've got a plane behind you and uh, something happening there. What's going on with story number two? Now, real quick, I want to just add one yes. little side note to that last thing. Is that okay. that's one of the reasons too why I'm so big on paper QSLs. I know that everybody now is like, oh, that's dumb. Don't waste your money. Just do eQSLs. But I got a box full that I scanned in that I have on a little digital picture frame now of stuff mm-hmm. from like when I first was licensed and that stuff doesn't exist in the electronic world so that's why I'm still big on sending and receiving paper QSLs okay on to my story the uh, plane behind me is from Malaysia Air and if you remember back in 2014 it was all over the news uh, flight MH370 uh, disappeared somewhere over the Indian Ocean. Everybody on board, there were 200-some passengers on board. It just disappeared. They they couldn't find it, um, and they still have not found it. Uh, Little bits and pieces of wreckage have, or debris have shown up here and there, you know, floated around. But all of a sudden now, uh, it's determined that possibly ham radio may have a link into helping narrow down and possibly locating the wreck because it tripped several WSPR beacon trip wires. You know, it, it flew through a zone where there isn't regular air traffic. So they, they went back and they, they've been analyzing the whisper logs from this area over the Indian Ocean. And they have seen a pattern of interruption in the, in the you know, in, in the signals from that time and they are able to track on a map by looking at where those those you know signals would have been aimed uh and where they were interrupted they're helping to narrow down the field where they think that plane might be 
So it's 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 amazing. It it they're saying okay if if you want to look it up the primary story is on a website called airlineratings.com and it's amazing because they show a map and it says that the, the plane crossed eight whisper links uh, as it was going across the Indian Ocean and that shows uh, that matches up with what the path would have been uh, you know for the flight but and the nice thing is is that there was empty airspace at the time there weren't a lot of planes flying around to cause confusion so they're they're really analyzing it and that may actually help narrow down the search and they may end up being able to find the wreckage do you guys think that airlines and governments in general appreciate what amateur radio and the technology can do uh, for finding missing planes and uh, we're we're able to kind of get into things now you know and i wonder if uh, some governments appreciate that karen you want to you having a thought yeah, I'm thinking anything that can assist them is welcome. Uh, what's nice is amateur radio has so many applications outside of contests and special events and rag shoes. Amateur radio being radio, being a form of transmitting signals at varying frequencies, can be used for so much more. And let's face it, uh, our part of our mission is community service, public service, and in, even in the sense that this was not proactive public service, yet the signals were there and can be used for something good like this. I think it's very appreciated, and I think it's wonderful that there is a resource like this. So yeah, of course, I think they'd be crazy to, to turn their back on something that is such a given and can really help them. Are we forcing transparency, Paul? I don't you know, and the thing is, I don't think that a government overall is going to come out and say, yeah, ham radio is awesome. But I think that the individual agencies involved in, for example, in here, you know, whatever the the equivalent of the FAA is, um, appreciates what's happening. Or the FCC, when hams are able to, to track down some interference that they don't have the manpower to do, I think internally they appreciate what we do um but unfortunately i don't think we're going to get a great big statement from the government saying ham radio is mm -hmm. wonderful you should all look into it keep digging around and sniffing around and finding these things out i love that but yeah but i, I think the, yeah. the people the people in the individual agencies definitely appreciate what we can do yeah for sure well thank you all kept you a little overtime today but uh, interesting topics yeah. and your opinions and helping a fellow ham uh, go you know, extra distances, uh, just just hearing the words, I think sometimes. Typing is one thing, but actually hearing people speak to you in a, in a way is good. And I know Ray's not the only person. So thank you both for contributing the stories and the support for a member of our family, as it were. You're My thanks to just Karen and to Paul. Go ahead. Stay away from the negative people. Just walk away. Don't let them discourage you. There are plenty of us out there who are willing to help and make you feel welcome. So if you get get negativity from somebody just say thanks and leave there's plenty yep. of us out there yeah i would say the negative people are outnumbered so stick with us yeah <laughs> all right thank you guys uh, put your comments below if you'd you. like to we'll say 73 to our friends from amateur radio newsline we'll come back with some q a next oops a daisy there we go main trading company is your one-stop ham radio shop in paris texas Find us on the web at mtcradio.com. 
We've been in business for 12 years. We take trades and love to help fellow hams trade up to a newer rig. Watch our used gear page on the web for great deals on older and even like new equipment. Main Trading is a mom-and-pop business owned by Richard and Christine Lenore. We hope you'll hop on the web and give us a try. Or give us a call at 903-737-0773. We're here hoping to earn your business with good old-fashioned friendly service. If you're in Northeast Texas, stop in and see us at 2707 Lamar Avenue. Main Trading Company, Surplus Electronics, and Ham Radio. And BioNO Power, offering the best performance lithium iron phosphate batteries for your ham radios. Visit BioNOPower.com. That's B I O E N N O P O W E R.com. Or contact dealers nationwide. All right. Thank you very much for that. Boy, I love to, uh, to hang out with our community, and, and it really is something mm-hmm. to. Um, to hear people say things to you you know what i mean people type all the time we kind of get immune to it i remember working for national public radio for a decade and i'd be running the news and you know i felt like i was getting immune to the things that i was hearing and i think it's the same thing for people who are always typing and reading and responding and liking and not liking and all this this is what we kind of need i know this is still a little bit distant but you still hear the people talk. You still hear the words. So I appreciate everybody's you feedback for that. You get the inflections. You you get the emotions of the person you're talking to. That that's something you can't really convey in the in the typed word. It's yeah. In the spoken word, we can convey subtle things that uh, that you can't in in the type word. And then you type something, and your meaning is X Y Z, but then it gets misinterpreted and. Uh, flame wars start over that or it just yeah it's ridiculous so how are our friends in the chat i mean speaking of that that it is a complete value to have a community of people responding mm-hmm. to these things i'm not saying that the, the written word the original post is more of what i meant where you're kind of reading these things and um it's all good but it's nice to actually hear these words uh, how are the people in the chat responding oh the same pretty much like in the facebook post uh, it's uh pretty much a mirror that everyone's responding positively we have ray in the in the chat and uh thanks ray for being here thanks for the question it, it's oh good he's here good. Uh, uh, yeah and then it's good to see that and, you know and it's <clears throat> not you're not alone and uh there's a lot of people feel with that um i've seen it i, I like to kind of hang out on qrz forums just to kind of see what's going on and and a question like that comes up and then in in inver- i mean all the time there's people come out and they just the haters start coming out and uh and that just adds more confliction to the uh to the problem they're the ones that say don't let the door hit you on the rear end and uh or you know why are you here and it, it's just I, I hate that part it's um it, uh, this is what i love about this community is that the support and um it's interesting. Yeah, you wonder that. if, like, the Weavers Guild, right, which is a real mm-hmm. thing, and they've been around for a hundred years. You wonder if they've got all this yakety yak going on. It's something about it. I don't know if it's radio that brings it. It's just a, a different, you know, where you have that negativity in the yarning world or whatever it would be, or basket weaving hobby. 
there it's everywhere i mean it's just uh people come into a hobby or some interest and they come in wide-eyed and really just want to get into it get into it deep and um and then just kind of get frustrated in it and uh i you know all i can do is kind of you know tell about my story and and what i did when i got into the hobby i was just this punk kid uh and i wanted to do everything and yeah i got frustrated with because i wanted to do everything and being a young kid i didn't have the funds to do everything and then after a while i kind of found my niche and uh and kind of focused on that and went went that that way i had you know my detractors that i had to deal with because my double issued call in the beginning and i just said i'm not going to let that you know uh, you know slow me down i'm just going to continue on the hobby and uh but that's my story and uh you know ray your story is your story and uh and i you know we want to help you continue on and you know help you get whatever the most enjoyment we can get you can get out of this hobby see ray help you get there ray represents a lot of people. Ray actually could people. represent 60,000 people who have their license and technician class license who are not mm-hmm. active in the hobby for whatever reason. And that's a really important demographic to know. That's not a number I just pulled it out of. You know what I'm saying? That's a 60,000. And when you start talking about who gets their license, there's a breakdown and I don't have the numbers in front of me. But I remember about 60,000 people have their license, their tech license. They're not moving into the general and there's a reason for it. So I can only thank Ray and hope that he'll stick around. But Ray may also represent hundreds, if not thousands mm-hmm. of other people who are sort of, you know, concerned or worried or kind of, you know, when I got started, I was, I, I got, I was told you do it this way or this way, or you're doing it wrong. And it, it kind of sparked this whole, the show and mm-hmm. the community because I couldn't. Like you mentioned being uh, older, an adult, and having a job where you could have a little bit of a income that you could put on other things and have a hobby. Not everybody can have a hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I wasn't in a position, and you knew me then, I wasn't in a position where I was saving up. I was saving up for my first rig. I was trying to mm-hmm. hang antennas or figure out what to do. But there was a part of me that thought, maybe this isn't for me. And bingo, this is the part where we got to try to figure out where these people are and have these conversations because I didn't have the money or the space to do certain things with my antennas. You know, I couldn't do it like an experienced 40, 50 or more year uh, ham radio veteran would be doing it, you know, because they've paid their dues. I just couldn't go buy it. So I thought maybe I'm not for this, man. Maybe it's not for me. But then there's also we kind of brought it onto ourselves as the the scene uh, the seasoned amateur uh, I'll put it that way the ones that have been in the hobby as we're encouraging others I don't know if we're giving too much expectations to someone brand new one thing that kind of I, I look at you know you mentioned the technicians you know people go okay all you need is this little bofang radio and you can get on the air and you can talk to the world and uh, so they go out and they get that. And they're trying to talk to the world and they're running into, you know, various situations. 
and then driving down the road trying to talk on a radio and it's like why am i not getting into the why they're telling me i'm noisy and this and that and they get discouraged because they were kind of led down one path that you get this device mm-hmm. and you can go out and talk to the world where it's like yes but there's limitations and and um so i i think we're kind of contributing to that a, a little bit and um so that uh, that's another area where we have a lot of people that have their technician license they get on the air and then they get off because either they've been chased away or they just or they're having technical issues but they can't get into a repeater that's 35 miles away with a little handheld and uh, they were you know went through their licensing class and they're saying yes this radio will get you where you need to go and uh, and so there's these expectations that are that are the person has and uh and then it's not they don't it's not fulfilled and then they get discouraged out of the hobby um another one that came up phil brought up in the chat is that you know and i see this comment a lot it's uh, people they they achieve their their extra class license they get it they pass the test but then they ask a question then you got some curmudgeon or some hater that will come out well you got an extra class license so you should know that mm-hmm. it's like no you just you pass the test those are the minimum basics just because you get your driver's license doesn't mean you're going to go out onto the nascar circuit the next day that's good and you know win the daytona 500 you just pass the minimum basic requirements to drive a car and you're not going to go from zero to hero in in you know in 2.5 we know your parallel parking still a little (laughs) a little little rough but (laughs) and so but that's us of uh, the older, not chronologically aged, but the ones that have been here for okay. longer in the hobby. We need to stop that. We need to continue on bringing, you know, encouraging the people that started because we were we were green behind the ears. I was a punk kid, not knowing anything and trying to absorb everything uh, early on, and and even after. 44 years or whatever it's i'm still learning every day something new and uh so it's always a learning process it's funny i hear these guys on it's all it's never the woman the women don't do it i love the women it's they rule my world and this one and every other one but you know you hear these guys on the radio and they're buddies they're friends but there's still mm-hmm. something that we can't leave ourselves to be happy for some people we got to have these pissing matches and it's sort of like, well, let me tell you a little something. And it's like, oh, and then there's a little bit of a little match going on here back and forth. <laughs> and then they downplay how much oh, yeah. power they're running. Or, oh, yeah, it's like, yeah, oh, well, you're just putting out how many watts out there? Oh, 400 watts and you're 20 over. And there's this weird men thing. It's a man thing. I, I never hear women have these matches of like, tit for tat knowledge and they're friends they're friends on the oh, air yeah. and they still are kind of kind of like having to one up each other and then they'll talk about how oh yeah I'm just putting out oh I'm 100 watts I'm barefoot or I'm, I'm 200 watts oh wow okay and you know it's just this weird dynamic that I think the men folk do oh, we, yeah. we need help I think we need to start a support group <laughs> I need we help. talk about help. these things like my pencil flew out like don't 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 bad idea my pencil left the no, don't write that down. That's not good. All right, boy. Thank you guys for engaging in this conversation. It's 
you know, there's a lot of us. There's a lot of us that are not active, which is the one I really am interested in. Mm-hmm. That demographic and how you reach them and how do you get that sixty thousand? I'm throwing that number out there again, but I think that's pretty close. Where you've got the technicians and that are not converting, and why? You know, where do you find them? And I think we've talked about it a, a good point here. But that's a lot of people. It's yeah, and and I know we push uh, back to me again, and um, as I always encourage people to upgrade, just upgrade, and even though. You don't. Uh, you're happy being a technician. That's great. That that is that's awesome. I just feel that you know upgrading to get all the way up to extra is you're just learning more into the hobby. And then when you do have the interest to say utilize extra privileges, um, then you're already there. You 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 already have the license and you're ready to go. And it just comes down to uh, down to your interest. But um, so I'm always pushing for someone to encourage them to, to move on, you know, get their extra class and then you're done. You know, that's, that's my attitude is that yeah. get your, uh, get your extra class license. Then you don't have to worry about, uh, upgrading anymore. And, um, you just, uh, enjoy the hobby. There are folks that have been in the hobby forever as technicians and they're perfectly happy. And I encourage that. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I didn't mean to and say it, you have to go. That's more of a number of people who are not mm-hmm. active, not engaged in ham radio. But there are people that are not active for a, a myriad of reasons. Sure. And whether it's, you know, on the HF side was because of, you know, we're coming out of the slump of uh, of the propagation. And that happens every time. I mean, it's just activity goes down when uh, the propagation goes down. And then once the propagation goes up and it's like, oh, my God, I worked, you know. I worked, you know, Asiatic Russia on five watts and uh, had a 35 minute conversation with the guy. And uh, it's and those, you know, they get out and then people get excited on that. Um, so it's uh, it, there's, like I said, a myriad reasons why people are active and inactive. Right on. I, I want to share something with you guys here while we're together here. Uh, we, I'm starting on a new I'm working on developing a new stream. And so I put in the chat a link to this spot here. Hour 73 is a segment here we do. It's a preparedness space. And, you know, we're more than just amateur radio operators. There's a big preparedness community, people that like severe weather, people like emergency communications. And so I put this uh, form together. But essentially, I'm looking to create a network of, and I know there's things that exist already that are out there, but this would be more of a 100 watts and a wire community network. I'm looking for correspondence in each state we've got some severe weather that's going to be it's already happening but we've got hurricane season coming we've got a lot of things tornadoes here in this area so i'm looking to um find people who are into preparedness severe weather uh that community response and that way i'll have some people i can talk to when the storms come and hit the pacific northwest i know i'll have steve there we can talk what are you seeing with the weather uh, people mm-hmm. in Florida would be good, Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, all those areas to sort of, um, so I'm working on a stream that will have those. If you're interested in that sort of thing and uh, you aren't too shy, there's, n- there's no commitment here, but you know, if something's happening in your area that we need to take an eye and look at, and maybe we can be a voice for some other people out there, uh, whether we're preparing or uh, we're in the middle of it or recovering from it. 
Uh, so that's kind of a, what I've been working on lately. So check if you're interested in that, uh, check out the website there and, you know, drop me a line. It's pretty easy to do. Pretty easy to do. We got to do some questions. We got to yeah, do some questions. We got some questions <laughs> to uh, get your glasses on, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> Thank you, Marvin. I see Marvin in the good comments about that. I know I was vague last week talking about it, um, uh, you know, a little bit as we were doing the Hour 73 segment, but I, I'm looking to just build a network of people that are in different places, and when things go down, I'll have somebody that I can kind of connect with, and we can talk about it. We can look at some of the um, the weather maps. I'm not a weather expert, but I know a lot of people are into it. You can kind of see what's happening with the storm, see what's going on in different areas. So, And I know uh, I know good people are asking about the meet and greet, Steve. There's so many things. Oh, yeah. Uh, I might as well just, just say it here. I, the meet and greet, I, I, I got into this new uh, software and just needed to put the meet and greet down for a little bit while I got my handle here on what I'm doing production-wise because this is the flagship show. This is the one that, you know, it's we've been doing it since 2015, and uh, I want to make sure this is right before I start adding too many other elements, and I just had to put it down for a while. It's not that we can't do it or won't do it again. We probably will. But like ham radio itself, man, I'm always tinkering uh, and trying mm-hmm. to do something for the better. So just be patient. I think Steve and I miss seeing you guys early in the morning too. And in the last few weeks, I've been like looking at my watch, like, "Wow, I know." I was like, oh, I was like "I've got to wait two, like, oh, two hours, it two hours." <laughs> It'll come back if you guys dig it. We'll do it. I, you know, I do worry sometimes about uh, getting too stagnant or, or doing too much of the same sort of thing. But um, this show right here is the one that I I have to focus on. This is the flagship show. Everything else is sort of extra. Yes, we'll be back on tomorrow night with the um, the net, which is fun doing the play-by-play. But sometimes life also. There's production things that I'm working on, but there's also life. I've got two young kids and a wife. And sometimes you just have to breathe deep, you know, and enjoy the breath and enjoy the view. Don't worry. Nothing's not, it, it can all come back. So you'll know we'll be here every Saturday and things will start to trickle in and I'll I'll tinker a little bit. And the thing with and the streams. We're, we're here every Sunday, too. We're every gonna, Sunday. We're on the air. We, it doesn't change. We're on the air. Yeah, we just started streaming the net. The net's been going since 2015. So that's, you know, it's all still going. It's all still on the table. And what happens is the additional streams, when I stream, because I was asked recently, why are you doing this day? Or why are you doing that day? You know, maybe you should do this other day. And I do whatever day fits within my family structure, right? If it's an open spot and it makes sense, then I do it. If mama and the kids need me to do something else, then that's what's up. So Saturday morning's been great for this one. I used to record this audio only at like, I don't know, six in the morning on Monday morning because it was the best possible time. So hang with me, guys. I appreciate you guys and your patience and your interest and your questions. That wasn't a question for today, Steve. But sometimes I got to do some some housekeeping too. I don't want to be, I don't want to be uh, cryptic, you know. Like, but that's it. It's really simple. It's kind of the family first thing and mm-hmm. tinkering this and that's show. What we so, preach. It's, and, that's, yeah. and this is an, you know an extension of our hobby here. And uh, so, but we always 
promote you know family first take care of your family and uh and we're we're here everyone is here and uh so but we appreciate the uh the the questions on the the meet and greet and uh, oh yeah because that's for, a whole different thing that's really life that's wide open that's betty white that's mm-hmm. a lot of fun that's off topic <laughs> on topic and it isn't to say that my wife or anything like that is controlling what we're doing that's not that's not the point the point is that when my family the girls are out doing their thing whether they're dancing whether they're this or they're in school or whatever it is um those openings are when you'll see me you know mm-hmm. it's it that's it that kind of my calendar it's so it's not a do it here because i need to do something because somebody else is doing i don't i don't have the luxury to just program to what what you doing over there what are you come <laughs> come find me i'll be here i'll be here you know so anyway let's get back to what we supposed to do steve nobody cares about this okay we got a question from let's see all right first question will burying my coax help limit swr coming back to the shack if you bury your coax cable like i do I do because I got a good long run from my shack to my switcher. It's a long run. It's about 125 feet, maybe a little bit more than that. Steve, uh, we know that the uh, SWR wants to come back down the coax, putting it underground. Does it does it help? Does it hurt? It helps on the common mode currents. I I don't see a lot of uh, talk about it. Uh, doing some research when I was. Uh, doing research on some uh, common mode currents uh, but I, I feel that um, if you bury your coax uh, it will dissipate uh, uh, common mode currents and help uh, reduce uh, the common mode current issues we have in the shack but SWR is still a mismatch is still a mismatch and um, and that's what you know the SWR is but I think it, it won't uh, reduce it uh, you know a 5 to 1 is 5 to 1 but if with your common code common mode there we go <laughs> not common code common mode currents it will uh, it will help reduce it so like you it's uh, the run out to the uh, the antennas goes through under underground conduits and it's buried so it's I, I feel I, I have that since doing that I haven't uh, dealt with uh, common mode problems as much as I did in the past. Yeah, I, uh, I've thought about this too, because you, you think that once you hit, I've got about 50 feet, say on an antenna, about 50 feet up in an oak tree is kind of how I operate. Mm-hmm. And then it's on a coax. It's a 213, which uh, early Elmer uh, told me, you know, and it's uh, not cheap, but you can direct bury it. And I mm-hmm. did that. So, you know, uh, you know, I, I used to think, would the SWR smash into the ground and ha <laughs> you can't get back in there but that sounds like that's not how that works no the common code the common mode current <laughs> uh, runs on the surface of the uh, coax and that's uh, uh having it buried will uh, will dissipate it um, is and i i did find a little bit of re- in my research uh people talking about it but it's not really common out there mm-hmm. but uh, with swr it's uh it's the reflection, so you're going to have that reflection come back down on the inside of the coax, and you're still going to see that high VSWR. 
Now, when it comes to burying coax, um, you direct buried it and a lot of people direct bury it. I choose the route and the more expensive route, and that is using conduit. Put the conduit in the ground and um, mm-hmm. and then uh, that way you can always replace the coax. And uh, when you direct yeah. bury it, it's like, yeah. yep. Uh, so if you do, uh, you know, direct bury or, you know, underground your cable, look at doing coax. It doesn't have to be the gray electrical conduits that you get down at the big box stores. Look at, you know, your standard, you know, schedule 40 irrigation pipe, which yeah. is relatively inexpensive. Just take, you know, get some schedule 40 and uh, one inch or, uh, or the bigger, the better, but whatever you can afford, but at least a one inch uh, size and then just run it out to where it's going to go to your tower or your mast or, or out to the, to where your tree is. And then you're going to have the cable coming straight up, uh, mm-hmm. out of the ground. Uh, that's, uh, then you can replace it and you don't have to worry about it. But, yeah. uh, I everybody's situation is mm-hmm. unique. <laughs> Yeah, I'm and, direct buried uh, right into the dirt. And and though it's good coax, I've been fortunate not to have it mm-hmm. dug up or, or that sort of thing. But it, it's an awfully long run. And at yeah. the time it was put in, conduit would have been great, but I wasn't quite there. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. What? Yeah. I, I always recommend that. Okay. Let's see what else we got. If you have questions, uh, put them in the chat, you know, or put a cue next to it. That's what I've been meaning to tell you guys. Put a cue just like you see them pop up on the screen here, put a cue, and that way I'll know it's a question. I can go back and dig it back out. That'd be cool. So if you any, you can ask anything, it's fine. All right, question number two. All right. Uh, okay, I see. Should uh, 146, 520 be used for general conversations, or should we keep this frequency clear in case of emergency? So this is the two-meter frequency, the call, kind of the... Uh, the calling frequency. Yeah, the calling frequency. Isn't it good yeah. to use it, Steve? I mean, uh, seems weird it's to just dead. not. These days, it's dead. I mean, there's uh, back. You know, it, it was. It's a suggestion. It's a gentleman's agreement that uh, we we in the amateur community created, and uh, that uh, one four six five two, the two meter calling frequency, should be that a calling frequency. And the the whole concept of it was. Um, to you know make a call and then you move on to another frequency so it's like yeah I, okay you know you and i call each other we hook up on five two and then we turn around and you know shift up to say one four six five four and then oh, open see. up the calling frequency and that that was the the concept of it but you know these days i don't really see that uh, happening a lot because i, I i've driven you know road dead road trips and stuff like that and i've had uh well my last trip to when i went to, took the suburban to kansas to wichita i had the radio in the in the truck uh, it was a three-day drive uh from here to wichita i had the radio on one four six five two and i've i heard maybe two conversations the whole right. time it, it was inactive so you know what me personally recognize it as the calling frequency, but I would just get out there and, and chit chat. And I know, I know there's a lot of people that are listening to it. It's just, I think if we just utilize it a little bit more and start uh, occupying it 
and having general conversations on it, then, uh, then it might spur other people, you know, coming out and, uh, utilizing their frequencies. Yeah. You're going to have the band cops. They're going to be sure. the frequency police that will be out there and they'll say, this is a calling frequency, but it's yes and no, but when no one's using it, then so be it. But right. it's, and it's yeah. a simplex frequency, you know, so you're yes, not exactly. like it's, a, you know, I mean, if, and I get hikers maybe in trouble and they kind of, mm -hmm. you know, maybe we'll have this in their radios and that sort of thing. But what? I actually if jump you, when I hear somebody on five two. Yeah. I'm like, wow, like what's up with that? And they're either passing through town, you know, but if I sat on it and just waited for something to happen, man, it's boring. You know, I'm like, exactly. uh, and I'll hit the scanner and, and if it stops on it, but not much. It doesn't. So let's throw out a hypothetical situation okay. here. You're up out hiking around and you've got your HT radio and uh, you you can't, you don't hear any repeaters or whatever. And you don't know what the PL is or can't get into the, into the, the repeater. But you start hearing people talking on 5-2 and you twisted your ankle or something. You think you're going to try to find another frequency. There's people talking. So there's a good chance that if I'm hearing them, they might hear me and you can get the help. So I, I think using the frequency and making it active will, will draw someone to say, Hey, I need help. There's a, there's people there chit chatting. Maybe they'll hear me and right. my chances of getting, you know, assistance right. goes up. Yeah. All right. I agree. Send your emails or uh, put your comments below. This will absolutely hit the uh, the channel. We'll put this up there, and I'm sure we'll get a mixed bag of response. But oh, the haters are going to come out on this one. I'm in. <laughs> on I'm also in favor of using it. You know, I'm also yeah, in favor I mean, of using it. Or maybe it, you know, there's a way to say like, uh, let me pause. Let me pause for you know whatever. Or like you said, we have move to be up, mindful whatever. of it. We'd yeah. be, be a little more mindful of it. If we're going to get into a, you know, super long conversation, then maybe, you know, move, move off. off to another right. channel or someone will come out and say, Hey, this is a calling frequency move. So, eh, it's operate your way. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Is it better to have your antenna rotor positioned at the top or at the bottom of your mast? This may not be a better or worse answer at all, is it, right? This may be a, a, a situational answer. Yeah. I I think it, for a mask, I, I always like it down at the bottom because then you can get to it. Um, it's uh, Then you're not dealing with a bunch of weight at the top of the mask. On the tower, it's a different story. It's uh, There's a place for it to put it there. But typically, let's, let's look at how masks are going to be... 25 35 feet less 50 feet max 50 feet and less you it's better to have that um that rotor down at the bottom in my opinion because now you have that added weight is down at the bottom mm -hmm. where if you put it at the top with the antenna now you're as you're bringing that mast up either you know pulling it up uh straight or you know pushing it up it's still you're dealing with all that added weight to um so, and then when it's down low, if you have a maintenance issue, then it's a lot easier to deal with it, uh, uh down low. But, uh, I, I think for a mass situation, that's my personal opinion is at the bottom okay. just for the physics of it. Makes sense. I should say that, uh, with my hex beam, 
and again, Steve mentioned the height for this, and he knows how I'm I'm rigged up out there anyhow. So I I'm at uh, oh I don't know twenty somewhere between twenty five and thirty feet. The hex beam itself is pretty light uh, compared, but my rotor is is up the top, and that's because the uh, mm-hmm. the builder suggested that. I didn't know if down or up at the time was better. It's okay, but I can tell you that that weight is a consideration. And um, in the early days, and I'm on like a, um, I'm on a conduit. I can't remember what it's called, Steve. I got it at the ho- um, the home big box store or whatever it was, the pipe. The pipe, mm-hmm. and it's threaded together, and it's heavy in itself. Um, but it's not rigid. super high. Rigid. Conduit, rigid that's right. right. It's rigid. Rigid. Yeah. And it's great stuff. It doesn't bend. I had aluminum out there. It was much lighter, but I did bend that. I bent that up just trying to. Uh, you know, it bent at a connecting point. And, uh, but you're out there working by yourself with that rotor up at the top, even on a light hex beam, man, you're, you are dealing with it. You add a little bit of wind in there. You, you get yourself in trouble. Um, it's hard to, to negotiate that. And I did put a wench on mine now because of the, uh, the rigid pipe is heavy itself. And the wench helped quite a bit, but my rotor's still up there. But that major thing, you know, you got to think about that. I put a wench on it just because I'm alone usually a lot mm-hmm. working. I don't have a buddy nearby that can come help me lower this thing down. And you need to control the hex because you've got about 10 feet on each side. You know, I've got the 20 meter version. It's about 20 feet across. And you got to be able to negotiate that and bring it down. So I, I get the point. It's well taken of putting it toward the bottom. Mine is up top. I don't know the benefits. You need extra cable to get up there and everything else. So it's you know yeah and then having it at the bottom you got to have slip guy rings and uh so i mean there's 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 pluses and minuses and um so it's just your situation and uh and then what you know help you can have and and i've seen it both and i've kind of like if i was going to do it i'd probably Mm -hmm. do the bottom mount yeah the winch has helped me a great deal with with my hex beam mm-hmm. getting that i don't have to take it down too much but if i take it once or twice a year bring it down or something lands on it or i've got to clean up the uh, coax connectors having that wench is makes it really controls everything and it's like having a second set of hands there so well there you go if you've got a comment about your rotor where it is where you'd prefer to have it where you'd like to stick it or have steve stick it go ahead I see my friend Don Wilbanks made it by today. Congratulations on your new certification there. I hope he sells Way a go, lot Don. of homes. And I hope he, he has sells his, a lot. Uh, his uh, second COVID shot coming up. So good for you, Don. And I think you got a bottle of scotch that's going to help the uh, the uh, the after effects. Yeah, you might just want to. You might have to ha- go to sleep. Yeah, I had a little bit of trouble falling asleep. I was exhausted. I, think I need to book some airline tickets to New Orleans and. Uh, drive down to picky you oh and help you on that bottle of scotch <laughs> it's about time to get him on the show here too yeah. i haven't uh, caught up with we can, don we can, yep we can do some crawdads okay yeah, you got it all mapped out it's sounding kind of oh, weird yeah. you're like i'm gonna get airline tickets and i'm gonna go see don oh yeah i can't wait crawl yeah, dads i'm gonna go, bring oh a no i'm not gonna have that here we go here goes the algorithm here. here goes the crawl dads and, and betty white betty white <laughs> Yeah, uh, Don says, bring it, bring it. Well, thanks, bring everybody. It, yep. Thanks, everybody, for coming by today. I hope it was all right. I hope that uh, we at least talked to Ray for sure, but the other ham radio operators who maybe 
I don't feel like Ray. Feel yeah, like Ray and who feel are... like Ray. I mean, thank you, Ray, for you know bringing it up. And uh, I know that probably took a lot to to you know get out there and and say that. It's uh, and uh, we're glad you did. I mean, it uh, it's spars. You know, it, it creates good conversation. And, Can you get uh, crabs? I know it might be. Uh... Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, can you get crabs, crabs yeah. in New Orleans? And I was, yes, you can. I'm talking about the crabs that, like, you know, that these kind of crabs. Mm-hmm. Or is it all craw- crawfish? Or I, I, I don't know. I've never been down there. Never been well, down there. Because I, I could eat some crabs. In New Orleans. Yeah. Some I'll blue, take you, get, you can get some blue crabs, and we got Dungeness crabs up in, here in the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. which is good eats. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm getting hungry. It's getting close to lunchtime. Yeah. Don, come on the show, you bastard. I see what you're writing about me down there. I don't <laughs> like you that much to start with, so uh, let's not let's not go backwards. And he can't speak now. This is great. I got to drop him off. Like I need to stop now before he writes too much in the chat that lives forever. <laughs> all right, brothers and sisters, enjoy yourselves and the weekend. Appreciate you guys all stopping by and um, chiming in, working hard, doing all that stuff. Raining here again in new seattle oh wow uh sun may be poking out that'd be, that'd be good you got any plans you're gonna do anything oh i got yard work to do I yeah have, me too uh, I, I can't yeah, cut I got, anything uh, i woke up this morning and i had water all the way across the uh the driveway um the irrigation pumps are getting primed and i forgot to shut a valve so i gotta go up to the water box and uh take care of that and uh, yep, irrigation season has begun. Good deal. All right, well, be safe out there. I'll look after yourself and everybody else. And by all means, if you can, oh, join us tomorrow. Uh, what do they say? God willing, in the creek don't rise. We'll be uh, streaming out rise. the net uh, tomorrow night, seven o'clock Central Time. So you'll be able to check us out here. Click so the notification bell. The, the Three Stooges will be on the air, so we'll have mm-hmm. Ian, Paul, and myself, and. All right. uh, well, and I get to talk about you us. while you're not listening. It's so much fun. Exactly. So 75, 40, and I'll be on 20. All right. Good deal, everybody. Take care of yourselves. And uh, by all means, please try and stay above the noise. 7-3. 7-3, everyone. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.